0: Welcome to the Mind, Body, Spirit podcast, a podcast for leaders who want to renew their minds, the way that they think about day-to-day circumstances and the world, transform their bodies, the way that they experience life and interface with the world and all it has to offer so that they can live up to the creator's design and live a fulfilling lifestyle. Welcome to the Mind, Body, Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, and I am just looking forward to getting to know you better today and to sharing with you my story uh, of where I grew up in Southern California, in San Diego, and then just the way I was raised to think about food and nutrition and how that's definitely changed over the years. Um, I've been a certified personal trainer for a little over seven years now. I got my bachelor's in kinesiology and it changed more after I I graduated and now I'm a certified health nutrition coach as well. So it's definitely changed over the years how I think about food, and health, um, as well as just the different setbacks and injuries that I've dealt with and experienced and how I've had to make mental shifts and learn different like life lessons that allowed me to be, one, an athlete when I thought I wasn't going to be able to be an athlete anymore, and then, two, to be able to be a leader and a coach to my clients, um, just the different roadblocks I've dealt with that I've, and I've overcame that I'm hoping that if you have any injuries that you're dealing with specifically or challenges right now in your life, that there's something in my story that would inspire you and that you would take value from. That way you can apply it to your own situation, your own life. So like I said, I am from sunny Southern California, San Diego. I actually moved to Pittsburgh after college, so I no longer live there, but I grew up in San Diego. And so it was my mom, my dad, my sister, and I. And my mom was super health conscientious as much as she could be right? She, it's not like she was a, a dietitian or nutritionist or anything like that, but she would keep up with like Oprah and Dr. Oz and stuff like that. And she, of course, like doctors have flip-flopped a lot on nutrition. And so she was always on the cutting edge of it. She was like, okay, eggs are bad for you. Okay, eggs are good for you. Okay, butter is bad for you. Okay, margarine's good for you. Uh Soybean oil is bad for you. Okay, now this is bad for you. This is good for you, right? And she was always making those changes and those shifts. And then she'd always tell us like, hey, you're eating too much, too many eggs or, you know, because I, I learned to cook my own food pretty early on because I was just hungry all the time. Um, I was a big eater, especially as an athlete when I started getting into sports. Um, she'd always tell me like, hey, you're making too many eggs or just whatever it might be. Um, also, from an early age, I would notice that like a lot of friends would have like rice kispi treats in their lunches and, and chips and things like that. And like my mom had never bought white bread or Cheetos ever in her life. And she had bought like organic peanut butter and stuff like that, which like we didn't have Skippy in our house which i think most of my friends thought that was insane and so early on i kind of saw these differences between our household and other households and it was basically night and day when i would go to my grandparents house and they would take us to mcdonald's and it was you know there was definitely a difference between healthy eating and non-healthy eating that i saw early on and it planted this why question like why are certain foods necessarily healthier or better for you than other foods? Or why does this other food even exist if it's not good for you? And these were just questions I had at an early age that got me really curious and it makes sense that I would down the road become a um, nutrition coach and just start researching it more and more and more. But like I mentioned, my grandparents, they would take us to McDonald's, my sister and I, and I was a big eater. So like, especially when I was really young, and then it just got worse as I got older, because I got into sports and I got hungrier and hungrier, but a normal McDonald's trip with my grandpa would be like two or three quarter pound cheeseburgers, which are pretty big, they're pretty gnarly, and like a McFlurry. And that was like a normal like lunch with my grandpa. Um, so I ate a lot. And because of that, as, as a, from a young age, Um, I was kind of husky would be the word for it. I wasn't necessarily like severely overweight. No one was necessarily worried about me, but my mom recognized it right away and was like, okay, we're going to put you into sports. And of course, for me and my mindset, I was like, cool sports, because my dad was super fit growing up. I remember his arms used to be like the size of my biceps or his biceps were the size of my head. Um, and he was just always very fit. And I worked out with him a couple of times just for fun when I was little. And so when they put me into soccer, my mom put me into soccer because, San Diego soccer is a big thing, um, and I would play played like four or five seasons in AYSO, which is like American Youth Soccer Association. I did really well. I played sweeper, and then I inv- evolved into midfielder because I just loved to run around the whole field. And I was one of those people. Just when I really got into sports and everything like that, I was like the Energizer Bunny. I just my I would kept willing myself to keep playing even when I was tired um and i was just very competitive so midfielder was a great position for me i was team captain on a lot of the teams i played on um and i just started to excel in sports and then I, when i really had like the mindset to think of like okay what do i want to do like in high school when i play sports um and i thought about wrestling i tried it i really liked it so in 8th grade i started to wrestle with the high school team and i was really stoked to go into high school into wrestle and play football and i feel like Every guy in America, when they're younger, when they're going into high schools or into college, like they want to play football, they want to play professional football. Um, so I was no different. And all my friends were doing it as well. So I was like, of course, I'm going to play football. And I mean, because of it, I made a lot of friends as well. But um, it was one of those things where that would be a turning point in like the, the rest of my life because preseason before our second preseason game in football, I was a defensive end and I was a fullback and I was pretty good. I liked to hit people. I was very aggressive. Um, I was able to take the skills from wrestling into football and do really, really well. Uh, great with blocking as a fullback, great with getting around coverage and containment as a defensive end. And I took a knee when I was carrying the ball just through practice, took a, a helmet to my knee rather. And I remember the feeling, it was just really odd feeling of my kneecap going out to like the side. And then coming back in and then reverberating in my body and just thinking like, that wasn't good. right? Hitting the floor and just being like, and I, it was swollen and I had to go to the athletic trainer's office. They swole, like iced it back down. And then I like, the athletic trainer said, Hey, can you walk? And I'm like, yeah, I could walk. And so, but I was really weirded out by it. I was like, it didn't feel like I would, should be able to walk on it, but I could. So he sent me back to practice and I practiced that whole week. And my coaches were like, you know, what's wrong with you? Go ahead practice. And the athletic trainer said the same thing. And it was one of one of the, I can remember the situations where it was like, I would go out for a short, like out route, um, like four or five yard dump off pass as a fullback a running back. And I would turn to catch the ball and my kneecap would totally just like, whoop, and my legs would give out from underneath me. And it was just one of those things where it was so frustrating because at the same time, the same day, I could be pitched the ball in the backfield, run a straight line and plow through a linebacker and and pick up a first down, like no problem. However, I couldn't cut to save my life. Uh, My knees would just completely give out. So it wasn't until like about a week of that, that my mom saw me icing my knee down after practice in the kitchen. And she was like, we're taking you to the doctor. And thank God she mentioned or decided to do that because I didn't want to at the time. I was stubborn and young and, and just dumb. Um, and that was one of the first lessons I would learn is like uh, when something is wrong with your body go get help Um, I didn't know that back then so I went to the doctor they told me obviously I couldn't play football for the rest of the year and it turns out that I wouldn't wrestle even um, pretty much the rest of the year as well because I had torn my meniscus I had sprained my PCL which if you're familiar with like the anatomy of the knee the ACL right is the on one side the PCLs, on the other side you have the MCL towards the back, and then you have your meniscus, which is like the padding on the bottom. Um, so there's these different ligaments in the knee, and I had sprained my PCL and totally like, you know, tore my meniscus. And we would find out later, like a year later, that I had actually chipped my femur and had some problems there as well, um, and that's why my knee injury would keep coming back. But I decided because I wanted to get back into sports that I did not want to do surgery. I just wanted to do rehab and get back to sports as soon as possible, which still took me like I missed the football season, um, had to wear a brace and crutch around, but I was like, didn't really hold me back at that point. Um, and then I re- watched wrestling practice for like a whole, a whole freshman year, just watched it to try to learn as much as I could. And then I was able to get healthy enough to wrestle my first match during what was called the JV Rumble, which is essentially the junior varsity championships. And it's like, as long as you're not a senior, you can wrestle in that. So it's freshmen, sophomores and juniors um, could wrestle in that tournament. And so my first match was a championship tournament. (laughs) And I came in as an unranked wrestler, like zero matches wrestled, so zero wins um zero losses to it perfect record right but it was also like the lowest wins in the tournament pretty sure so i was ranked towards the bottom um which means i went up against some of the highest seeded wrestlers in the tournament which were definitely older than me definitely a lot taller than me but ha- they were the same weight as me though right within four four or five pounds and uh my first match i remember it, it was just like man i i gave a, a fight But I did not win that match. I did not get pinned either, but I did not win. I got um, technical fall, which is like when they score so many points on you, you just call the match early. Um, That happened in the first match I had of the day. It happened in the second match of the day. And I got thrown into the loser's bracket. I had one more match that was kind of just like a garbage time match um, against someone else who had also been in the loser's bracket. And I learned a lot, (laughs) it turned out, from my first two matches wrestling. Two of the best guys in the tournament. Uh, I think one of them actually went on to win the tournament and so and I gave them a fight and I learned and I took that same like mindset of I'm wrestling the best guy in the tournament to my third match of the day and that ended up being my first win of my wrestling career and I tech followed the guy I wrestled and I pretty much I just I tech followed him in the last minute of the last round so I made it miserable for him. Uh, and I felt so amazing afterward. <laughs> um, and that's where I took that momentum into my sophomore year of wrestling and actually wrestled varsity. I remember making the decision. There was a guy ahead of me that was a junior and he was wrestling varsity and I, he lost one of his matches. And I remember seeing that and being like, I could have beat that guy. And so in practice, I just totally switched my mindset to I should be varsity. I can, I can beat him. And when we did wrestle-offs, I challenged him and I won. And I actually took the varsity spot for the rest of the year. And I qualified for CIF as a sophomore, which was super cool. Um, CIF being the the varsity championship tournament. So I never went back to the JV Rumble again after my freshman year. And I qualified for that CIF instead. The problem was I didn't get to wrestle in it my sophomore year because I actually, in my last match of the season, tore my, so there's a tendon or yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a tendon or a ligament, but it goes over your um, collarbone in my left collarbone, my left side, I totally snapped. And I just remember like a huge popping sound going from the back of my neck all the way down and like turning around my neck into my shoulder. And I totally just tore that. And it was the most painful thing in my life. I was not able to move my body very well. It was just sharp pain. I could like lift a toe and I had sharp pain um so i went to the doctor there and they were like uh you know it's there's nothing we can do about it it'll heal within a few weeks uh of course i needed like the tournament would be the, the next week or week and a half um so i missed that tournament as i was healing from that injury and then my collarbone would just be a thing that would nag me for the rest of like the rest of the seven years after that now it feels great it's it's been a long time since then um but it, it nagged me for quite a while but it was one of those things where like there's not. it was just a tendon that I guess you don't necessarily need as much. <laughs> very, very painful, way more painful than the knee. Um, and then I, after I got back on the wrestling mat again, missed the CIF tournament, did an off-season tournament and had a freak accident where someone was thrown into my mat from a different mat. The tournament had the mats way too close to each other. And I was obviously wrestling someone else. And then this other guy went to the back of my leg And my kneecap did that funky thing again that it happened on the football field. And I was like, Oh no, here we go. And I immediately like told my mom, I'm like, we got to go to the hospital. I learned my lesson from the first time around. I went there immediately and I learned my lesson again. And I said, you know what, instead of doing just rehab, let's do the surgery. I'm going to opt for the surgery and just fix me. Um, And I adopted a mindset of fix me, get it over with. And that actually was a mindset that would not serve me. And it would kind of, let me go down a rabbit hole and a spiral that was not very good for my mental health. because um, I basically gave all of the ownership at the time and the responsibility to put it all on the doctors, my surgeon, my physical therapist to just fix me. And because of that, I, you know, wasn't getting any better very fast at all. Like I spent my whole year on crutches and in a wheelchair. my buddy took me to a switchfoot concert at the Del Mar Fairgrounds he had to push me in a wheelchair around the Del Mar Fairground. And then we saw, I saw a Switchfoot concert on, um, on a wheelchair. And it was just one of those things where I was just like, wow, um, it's just, it's a funny memory to have. And I was just not in a good mental headspace. I was thinking at that time, like, you know, I'm missing out on spending time with my friends, can't go outside and like, just hang out. Like, um, and it was one of those things where I was just like, man, like, God, why, why did you do this to me? Why did you let this happen? And I felt very just upset and honestly went into a depression. And it made sense that if you think about like dopamine, when you work out and when you move your body, there's actually chemicals that are released in your brain that make you feel good. And I wasn't able to do those things. And I was working out for a very long time at a very high level. So I was used to a constant flow of dopamine in my body, which just now was completely turned off at this point. And I was depressed. I was angry and I was just feeling sorry for myself. And then it just clicked. I don't know if it's something my mom said, or it was just you know God getting my attention and just telling me like, "Hey, I didn't create you to be the like this lump on the, on the couch, and you still have a lot to accomplish." And so at that time, I like I wanted to be back on the wrestling match and I, on the mat, and I told my my PTs that too. Um, I also told my PTs I wanted to run again and all this other stuff. I had one of them tell me that I wasn't going to be able to run again, where um, I shouldn't at least run again because it would be bad for me long term. Um, needless to say, I got a new PT after that and I just decided, okay, fine. I'm going to go hundred percent into this. I'm not going to just idly sit there and let the physical therapist fix me, but I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to figure out how I can help them fix me and help them help me. Right. And that really, you know, I remember like thinking like, okay, I just need to do something. And at that time I had played drums for a few years. I was very good at drums. I, I was in the drum line. Of course I couldn't walk with a drum right now and I couldn't necessarily sit at a drum set very comfortably either with a brace on my leg and so I decided to pick up something different because I was just frustrated I couldn't play the way I wanted to with the drums um, and so I picked up the piano and I taught myself through YouTube um, the piano and I remember my, my great-grandma who was living with us at the time she was like Jordan's really bad at the piano she said that for a week and then after that she was like wow like she was like I remember her clapping for me at the bottom of the stairwell um and my my parents house and she was just like "You, you know it's beautiful and it was just because i had so much free time and i was so just dedicated to wanting to do this and also because i had practiced drums for many years i was able to transfer those musical skills to the piano right and i at that point just felt like happy all right i was developing myself i was improving i was growing and i realized i want to put that same amount of energy and emotion into my physical therapy. Make it my job, and I did. So I was like doing leg raises all day, which I first I thought were boring. Glute bridges all day, which I thought were boring. Hundreds and hundreds of reps, and it didn't matter because I wanted to get healthy again and back on the wrestling mat for my senior year. And um, I remember the summer before my senior year, my doctors being like, "Okay, cool. Like you're pretty much healed. Um, we have you doing like a lot of one-legged exercises and stuff like that. We know you want to get back to sports." but you're, you're doing well. You just need to build muscle now and keep on doing this stuff on your own. And so I decided to join a kickboxing gym and I started Korean dough, which if you think of like Cobra Kai karate, it's similar to that style. <laughs> um, and it was awesome because it was got my, my conditioning. I was so skinny and so out of shape from a year pretty much on the couch slash just being not able to work out like I was doing Able to in the past, and so I used kickboxing to build my core strength, build my conditioning, and build my leg strength back up, like into tree trunks, essentially. And when I got back into the wrestling room preseason for my senior year, I did really well, and I was in good shape, and I was, I guess, a surprise to a lot of the coaches and the team because I was on crutches for so long, and my. Coaches realized that they saw that they talked, they pulled me and one other guy into the office and they had like, Hey, George, we want to promote you to varsity captain this year. And then the other guy whose name was Jordan as well, he was going to be my, my assistant captain or co-captain. And we like, it was a big honor. One that my hard work paid off and I was able to wrestle varsity my senior year. And it was my sophomore year. And my senior year were the only full seasons of wrestling that I had in high school. And I was able to qualify for CIF tournament, the championship tournament, again, my senior year. And that time I actually wrestled in it. Um, and I did okay. Didn't do amazing, but I had to compete at that high level. And at that point, I was like, wow, like, you know, I learned to take ownership of my body and where I was at, even though I thought this injury was some fluke and random thing and that it was kind of out of my control and everything was stacked up against me. I was able to say, you know what, and stack those cards the other way, take ownership and and apply myself to the point where I got what I wanted. And so that's like the first lesson that I would share with you is, is if you're right now, you're going through a tough situation, take ownership of it. You know, no one is going to fight for your body the way you would fight for it. No one will. And so at the end of the day, it's, you got to do it for yourself. And so from just being in the physical therapy office for so much from having my own transformation from pretty much couch to the wrestling mat in a varsity championship tournament, um, I realized that I wanted to help other people too, and I was just super curious at this point—not just about nutrition, but about fitness and rehab and how that all worked. And so I decided to major in kinesiology in college. I got my certification for personal training, and I started working with people. I got my first job in on the campus as a fitness coordinator um, for. The campus recreation, like all of their, the, the gym there at Cal State University of San Marcos was where I went to college. And so I was working with one-on-one with clients. I was overseeing the personal training staff there um, for other students. I was leading like kettlebell cycling. I've got my Schwinn certification and boot camp, and a few other uh, group fitness classes as well as overseeing a lot of the other classes there too. And it was just a fun job. Um, And I was going full-time student, like 17 units, had internships, and I was working on paying my own tuition. So working at a restaurant, as well as working on on the campus, as well as doing full-time, as well as wrestled in a club team on campus and was the captain of that team. And I did a lot of things (laughs) throughout my college career. And because of that, there was another lesson that I have to learn, and it was a lesson about um, one prioritizing and learning to say no. And then two about how to take care of not just your fitness, right? Cause I was working out a ton. I was eating pretty well, not the best, but pretty well. Um, I drank way too much when I was in college, but, and I also didn't sleep enough. And so I would learn more about like long-term health and the effects of just sleep on your health and how it's so important. So right, right now, if you feel like you have a lot of problems in your life and you're not, not sleeping, um that's probably why <laughs> and so when I was in college I did so much but I was really at the like what was the expanse of it and um I had a flare-up with my knee again in wrestling practice in college my you know the fourth year in college and I had to go immediately get an MRI got a physical therapist that I liked and was able to be back on the mat within like three months. I had a really fast recovery. Didn't have to do surgery. I was good. Um, and it was just because I recognized it early on. It wasn't that crazy of an injury because I was in pretty good shape um, already. And it was just one of those things, that was a wake up call of like, okay, not only do I have to have big legs, but I have to have like strong mobility. And so I was motivated in those three months that I took off from, from wrestling for, before the, my last season in wrestling. Um, in college to like learn how to do pistol squats and to squat 400 pounds and because of that I was like my knee was invincible at that point after that um, which was awesome right and my senior year I remember coming into wrestling at 185 pounds in college and thinking I was going to wrestle up a weight class instead of being in the 150s 160s Um, didn't necessarily work out because I realized I had shoulder pain at 185 and I think I got the flu too so like I lost a bunch of weight and then I was wrestled at 162, which was fine too. And I had had a lot of strength and had a good wrestling season that year. But that same year as well, I crashed my Mustang. I was on the highway. Uh, If you're familiar with the geography of San Diego, it would be the 15, um, connects to the, I think it's the 78 that connects eventually to the five. And so there's a lot of traffic in California, especially with the places where highways change, right? And I, someone like stopped abruptly as people in traffic do. And I had, I guess, fallen asleep for like a quick second and and did not break in time. I did break before hitting the the huge F-150 in front of me in my little tiny Mustang, but it just wasn't, my reaction time was so slow. And I, after I thought about it, I was like, I'm not sleeping enough. Um, and you know, it wasn't just that I wasn't eating well enough and I was drinking too much and that I wasn't sleeping. Um, it like, it was that I was, wasn't really taking care of my body necessarily. I was just burning the candle at all ends. Um, and so that was the second lesson I had to learn was I need to cut some things out of my life that aren't that important, that aren't necessarily serving me to be more, a little bit more disciplined, not just be super action oriented, but to think about the actions that I'm making and taking and to prioritize them. So I began to prioritize my sleep. Um, Thankfully, like my grandpa is super gifted at like restoring old cars and him and I were able to rebuild the Mustang together, which is a lot of fun. Um, But it was a sucky experience at the time. And it was one of those things where after I graduated college, I was just a different person. Like I cut down completely on drinking and I, I actually stopped drinking completely a little after, and I moved to Pittsburgh, and I started just seeing what I would do in fitness and health. And um, so I worked for LA Fitness for a year, trained hundreds of clients through that, and then I started doing um, teaching in this group fitness, like women's only fitness studio um, here in Pittsburgh. That had a few locations, and I was doing that, loving it, learning new skills, how to how to really you know be that the group fitness instructor. And, um, at that time I thought like, wow, this is going to be my career. I'm going to have one of these gyms. It's going to be awesome. And then I had an, another flare up with my knee, which was a lot worse than what I had in college. And at that point yeah. it was, I had, I went immediately to a, a doctor at UPMC, had them refer me to the best osteosurgeon, um, that I could get a hold of, which he was the surgeon for the, he worked at the pirates and the penguins at the, at the time too, um, here in the South side, or not the South side, but it'd be the Rooney sports complex. And so I, I worked with him and he had the MRI done, paid the extra money to get the MRI done. Cause I want to see my own eyes, what the damage was. Turns out it was just a, like a contusion or a fracture in the distal end of my femur. And so essentially the reason why that happened and I wrote a paper on it in college, um, but after you have knee surgery or elbow or wrist surgery or surgery at a joint, um, you tend to have bone growth, like abnormal bone growth in in those, um, ends of like big bones at the joint. So what happened was I was back lunging, like 145, 135 pounds ish, um, probably a little bit more. And, you know, just a routine back lunge and had my, my kneecap just kind of rubbed against my femur and I'd been doing that. And it just chipped off part of my femur and it splintered the rest. And I totally gave out, lost balance, hit the, hit the floor immediately, hit my butt. And the weight, the barbell, boom, huge noise in the gym too. Everyone was like, whoa, what happened? Um, and so I thought in my mind like, oh man, my meniscus just gave out again. It didn't make sense because I wasn't like turning or cutting or anything. I didn't get hit but I just knew that like, man, I had something wrong with my knee again. So I was relieved to know it was just a bone fracture, but at the same time it was non-weight bearing for three to four weeks. And then I would not be completely healed for about six weeks. And then I had a competition coming up, where I, a trainer test with this organization where I had to fly to Charlotte, go to their headquarters and test off so I could become, um, pretty much get a promotion and be able to open new, new gyms for this company. And it was a tough test where I had to do like 50 burpees, 50 jump squats. Um, I think it was actually 75 burpees and then like 15 pull-ups and, you know, 25 consecutive double unders and a half mile all in a certain time. And it was just a lot, like 50 push-ups unbroken, um, which basically a CrossFit style test. And I was like, crap, I'm on the couch again. I'm not going to be in, in tip top shape for this. And so when I, I, got the best surgeon and had him refer me to the physical therapy friend of his uh, who's in the same sports complex and the physical therapist worked for the Steelers. So um, thankfully he had just graduated from college. He got hired by the Steelers to work with their offensive and defensive linemen. And he had to do a six month rotation first though at the Rooney sports complex. And I had the ability to work with him. Um, So again, these doctors are the best of the best. And I willingly, paid to get the best of the best because I, for me, my knee, my health was my career and I just didn't want to deal with it again like I had in the past, right? And for me, having a year on crutches was not an option. I was like, I need to get better ASAP. So I took all those lessons I had learned in the past and applied them here in Pittsburgh where I had no friends, no family on my own um, and got those best doctors. And within six weeks, I was back to training at the gyms where I worked. And then I flew to Charlotte, did the test, did awesome in it and was able to then get a promotion, moved to, to Philadelphia for a year and open gyms for them. Um, and it just, through that, I also like, I found my wife in Pittsburgh, which was amazing. And she and I got married in Philadelphia. And then we decided together that we would, we had, she had some family in Pittsburgh, that we would move back to Pittsburgh, that I would leave that organization. And then I would start working with clients on my own um, and get certified as as a nutrition coach too, because I feel like there was more I wanted to learn and just really kind of cap off my, and round out my my knowledge. Um, I had my bachelor's degree, I had my personal training license for a long time, I had my Schwinn cycling license, but it was one of those things where I just wanted to really make sure I deep dove into nutrition um, and that be, be, way could really help people, not just you know be fitter, but be healthier in all sense and help people make not just to recover and to bounce back from injuries and setbacks um, but to make it to where in the future when other injuries other setbacks other challenges come up and rise up that you immediately have a standard operating procedure and your body and your mind go oh i know how to handle this and you do the work um, to where it becomes a lifestyle and a part of your identity just to be healthy and fit no matter what's going on in your life um, and when it comes to your own battles, whether that be knee injury, similar to mine, maybe you have an ACL meniscus or some other tear in your knee, uh, there's definitely hope. <laughs> you can bounce back and be stronger than ever afterward. Just do the work, get a good physical therapist, get a good surgeon. And then as well, if you have maybe some other injuries or just mindset shifts, maybe you've through COVID put on a lot of weight and you're just like, your doctor told you like, Hey, you have high High blood pressure and you know heart disease runs your family and everything like that, like it does in mine. Um, Then in that case, it's like a wake up call. Let that be a wake up call, right? When you get that news that you have to change something, and if you don't know where to start, that's the reason why I created the the Mind Body Spirit Fitness Community and my academy is to be able to give you a place to start. And the community that I run on Facebook is completely free. Again, it's Mind Body Spirit Fitness Community just go ahead and join that, Um, get moving, get started, right? Because you're never going to get where you want to be unless you get started in the first place. And even just like me, if you have a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs and lessons that you have to learn, one, you can learn them from other people, like you're hearing my story. But at the end of the day, you have to put in the work and you have to create those own mindset shifts on yourself and, and learn, experience it for yourself as well. So I'm hoping that my story encourages you and inspires you to get moving on your own goals as well thank you for listening thank you for listening to another episode of the mind body spirit podcast if you found some value from hearing my story today then i would just ask that you would go ahead and send this message out share it with three four or five close friends that you think um could value from hearing um, me share my story again as well because chances are that if you took something out of my story some motivation or i learned a lesson from it that others will too and i I wish that everyone would have the opportunity to transform their mind their body and their spirit also if you personally are a fan of the podcast then please leave a five-star rating and an honest review so that more people can easily find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you listen to your podcast personally. Thank you and God bless.